Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're gonna need each other. But I thought there was a word, Donsley. <laughs> That's funny. Did you just find this out today? Maybe. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Mita's thirty-five. Don't worry. No, I'm. <laughs> I'm not even thirty-two yet. Oh, okay. Anyway. There we go. Mita, how's it going? I'm here. Yeah. In person. In person. I just prefer it in person. Do you? It's just easier to edit, fine. But also, like, I just find me a better conversation in person. Yeah, you can look at the person. You can look at the person. Yeah. Mita, before we launch into whatever you put in there, I just want to say, I always get a little sad after the Oscars. Right? Because, like, the There's season like is little, done. like, a little, like, withdrawal. Yeah. It's like, what do I have to look forward to? Because the season runs from, like, arguably from, like, September to March. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. It's very long. It's over more than half the year. And it's, like, the slow build of it, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think really... some You could argue that it kind of starts in Cannes, but... Not really. not really. Like, it happens. Like, I feel Triangle like TIFF of... is, like, the... TIFF is it. Jumping point. Jumping point. Like, fine, Triangle of Sadness made it, like, this far. It doesn't always happen that way. But TIFF is really where it starts to, like, pick up and... Can, to me, just seems like it's a party with movies. <laughs> like, a party, like, weekend with movies. But Week. also, I find the movies are less accessible overall. That's true. Right? Like, there's more international fare. There's more international fare. You do get Parasites and Triangle of Sadnesses, but you get a lot of stuff that you will never hear about again. Mm, true. So, and oftentimes I find, maybe this was for me. Last year it was exciting because Deepika was on the jury so it was obviously a lot more interesting and a lot like what she was wearing and like all of that was a lot fun more fun but like if the jury's boring this year who cares when do we find out maybe april okay like close much closer my ears open what if they're like alia it's your turn they might there you go so i was really interesting actually if you go to the academy's instagram page and you see the videos that they've posted they have they've posted from like all like past winners and things like that all of their People, sorry, all of the videos that have Indian people have okay. the most views. Oh, of course. There's of more course, Indian right? people than anybody else. But also, if you think about it, then, but those, there's, everyone is watching the Oscars, right? Not just Indian people. But yeah. like they, they're, they posted an interview with Deepika. They posted the Not Do Not Do composer and lyricist winning their Oscar. There's a Air Himan's acceptance speech. Yeah. They all have the most views. And I'm wondering if that's really going... And, like, how Not Do Not Do is received. And, like, I wonder if that's really going to shift... If there's going to be a real shift in understanding that, like, the Indian audience is not to be messed with. Yeah. I've seen a lot of TikToks of people, like, loving her look. Because she was probably the best dress. Like, arguably, yeah. yeah, Like, she she was was the most memorable. Yeah. There was this one TikToker who was, like, really into Deepika and talking about how apparently she got upset because somebody mistook her for Priyanka Chopra. <laughs> and then this this white woman on TikTok started digging into more about Priyanka yeah. Chopra. I was just like, she slept with all the married men in Bollywood. <laughs> they had to kick her out. Why would you compare this beautiful woman to Priyanka Chopra? <laughs> 
I don't think they have to kick her out. Nobody kicked her Nobody out. Nobody kicked Priyanka out. But she left voluntarily. But... but those rumors have plagued her forever. Yeah. Whether they're true or not, they're, they are just rumors we don't know. But Deepika carries herself with a lot more poise. Like, yes. I know I love Deepika. And I'm very obvious You're very about biased it. Towards I'm very her. biased. But, like, I found that, like... I've told I told you this right before we recorded that I've been watching that clip of like Deepika presenting Natu Natu to the end of Natu Natu like every day since yeah. the Oscars and like you watch her up there and she's so poised and so like put together and also like the pride is reeking off mm-hmm. of her and that's really endearing to watch like she's very very honored and proud to be presenting this like she knows the effect of it yeah and. That's nice. It's just nice to see. It's nice. Yes. And like, really nice that she's having this moment. Yeah, it is. So people were calling her the best dressed on TikTok? Oh, yeah. Everybody thinks so. Yeah. Because she was. Yeah. She was the best dressed. I think a lot of my withdrawal is coming from like the people I see on TikTok who think they know what they're talking oh about. Oh my God. They and they don't. That pisses me off. That, but, but, but then part of me is like, do they not know what they're talking about? Or am I just leaning into my biases? So like, what do they say? Like, uh, just talking about like, the Angela Bassett of it all. Like, yeah. I agree with you. She deserves a career win, too. But it was not the best performance no. out of all the ones in that yeah. category. And, like, people say, I don't know. Just, I can't even remember now because I would get mad and turn it off. Yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. Because it's but. people, like we've said, that, like, aren't actually watching the movies. Yeah. It's kind of like bandwagon jumping in a, a little bit. It's just like, well, Angela Bassett deserves it. And it's just like, does she? Does she? Did you watch those other five performances? Have you? How many movies have you seen? Can you say that? Because I've watched Wakanda forever. And she's very good in it. Mm-hmm. But Stephanie, Stephanie Sue, Sue is, is the, the best. best. <laughs> no she, one can do what Stephanie Sue does. No, that she really, like her and Michelle Yeoh carry that film. Yeah. Completely. And Stephanie Sue is also like, on the scale of like character, she plays a good person and a bad person yeah. in the exact same film, mm-hmm. which is not something that Angela Bassett has two great scenes with two great monologues. And that's it. That's and I get that Jeremy Lee Curtis doesn't even have that. Yeah. But <laughs> but then I've also seen people being like, the whale is so spectacular, and oh, yes. Brendan Fraser deserves his Oscar. Now I know you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, have you yet? I Did haven't yet. Okay. No. Um, Because I don't want to pay twenty five dollars to. Yeah, I told you my opinion of it. I don't think it's a good movie at all. I think it's like a good performance in a really terrible movie. Yeah, but I don't think that was like the performance of the year. So you've seen them between the three of them. Which one is it? I'm still really rooting for Colin. Yeah, Colin for me though is a little bit of that career win too, of like. But he's really good in this. He's very good in it. It's also just like the last few years, he's doing things that no one else is doing. Yeah. For, for like, a celeb- like a celebrity of his caliber. Yes. Yeah. And he's doing them so well. So well. And what I love about him the most is he does not take himself seriously one bit. He's not pretentious in anything. He does like somewhat pretentious movies, but they're so likable. I don't think he's doing them for the pretension. No, it's not like, uh, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Teaming like, up with someone like Yorgos. <laughs> and before and Yorgos was a was thing. Was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that's, like, he did The Lobster and he did uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer before Yorgos did The Favorite. Yeah. I think that's more just because Colin is trying to do different things. He wants to work with different people and, yeah. like, explore. And if you watch his Hollywood Reporter Roundtable, yeah. he's so, like, candid and honest. Yeah. And he's like, I thought I was the shit. And then I had a rude awakening. And you could tell he's, like, his character growth let's call it is like in front of you and mm-hmm. it's so i i it was really nice to see him get recognized for a very good performance and a very good movie 
that won zero Oscars and deserved more. Uh, yeah, at least that screenplay. At least that like. screenplay. I do enjoy women talking, though, and I am glad to see Sarah Polly win. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad to see Sarah Polly win. I, I, but I'm glad to see Sarah Polly win. Yeah, because not... she's Sarah Polly because she's a Canadian. Yes, but between the two of them, Martin will have another one. I, he'll have yeah. a chance. But I yeah, and I think that that always gets like funny because you're always kind of like who deserves it and who doesn't. And like we said, it Kate Blanchett didn't need a third Oscar, and that's why Michelle Yeoh won probably. But now that it's done and she's won, and we can talk pragmatically about it, Kate Blanchett did have the better performance. I need to watch both of them again. But I think, I don't know, I can't... It's like marginal. I can't see Kate Blanchett doing what Michelle Yeoh does. And for some reason, I can actually see Michelle Yeoh, Michelle Yeoh doing, doing Tar. Well, because she's done um, Crazy Rich Asians, right? Yeah, Which, she's that severe she, yes, woman. Yeah. yeah. So maybe actually she that's could. true. I'm... I would have still voted for Michelle Yeoh because it's not, and not just because she's an Asian woman of a certain age, blah, blah, blah. It was an excellent performance. Yeah. But if you want to like compare apples to apples, I feel like maybe Kate's apple is a little bit shinier. That's okay. Yeah. But not by much. No. Like you'd have to put like in the right very, light and really tilt them. And they're really neck and neck. That's they're why really they're really neck and neck. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then I saw somebody upset about Michelle Williams not getting it and, oh, being, and saying like Michelle Williams has been nominated so many times she deserves an Oscar. She does. Like, she does deserve an Oscar, yeah. but just not for this movie. Not for this movie. No, she really does deserve an Oscar. But this is like the last of the ones, like Manchester United. I'm sorry, Manchester United. <laughs> Manchester by the, the sea, sea and Brokeback. She was much better. In, oh, and my Blue Valentine. Blue Valentine. My week with oh wow, she's had a lot of nominations. My week with Marilyn. Yeah. Yeah. This is like the weakest of her nominees. Yeah, I'd say. Did yeah. she get one for all the money in the world? Is that what it's called? All the money or all the time in the world? All the money in the world. All I don't think she did. No. I think it's just Christopher Plummer who got. She literally carries that movie on her bare back. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, she does. It's not a very good movie. And no. well, actually, the cast is very good. I'd say even Mark Wahlberg is really good in that. I don't love that movie. <laughs> yeah. And I think. I made a face aside. for those who she can't did, yeah. see it. Yeah. <laughs> well, like controversy aside, I think. Kevin Spacey's probably would have been really good in it. Yeah. But like I get why. But I get why. I, I get completely. I'm yes. not I'm not against it. I'm just saying that like I think that messed with the movie. It did. And the Oscar yeah. campaign for it. But what I will say is that to just to go back to your point, I also I hate talking about the Oscars with people who don't know the Oscars. Who don't know what they're yeah. Yeah. And like I find that like with even at work, I work in a like a video production team and so people who are like I have friends who know but there's so many people who are like oh yeah should I be watching this and I'm just like just stop talking and go back to your like whatever it is you're interested in no if they're asking for your opinion no though. but it's one of those like you know it's, it's like not yeah and it's like it's not people that I can be like you need to watch a movie called the Banshees of Inisher yeah <laughs> right or Tar that's true like like people who would actually appreciate it yeah but then that's when I sort of like I well, I'll straight up say to people like you won't like any of the movies nominated yeah. why don't you watch Top Gun well people <laughs> like, who are like oh yeah the only thing I've seen is Top Gun and Avatar and I'm like well, that's great <laughs> like cool. cool good for you I find that like conversation frustrating it can be hard to manage especially when people are so like pointed in their opinion yeah when they like there are people who do truly believe that top gun was the best picture of the year or that avatar to the way of water is like remarkable in some sort of way yeah. <laughs> like there's people who really believe that and it's hard to 
discuss that or at least watch it on TikTok. And I like that you say discuss rather than like disagree with that because it is a discussion. Like your opinion about a movie is your opinion, but yeah. like you only get that opinion if you've seen all of the movies. Mm. That's kind of the thing. And people don't understand that. It's just like you can think this is the best movie, but have you seen the other nine or eight films? Because do you know? <laughs> the one thing we didn't say was between Stephanie Sue for Best Supporting Actress and Carrie Condon. Yes. That's the thing. Carrie, she, gets, Carrie, left Carrie gets left out of the conversation. She's very good she's in that. Very good at that film. Yeah. She also looked incredible at the Oscars. She looked really good, she yeah. She looked really nice. Nadim was super into Carrie Condon. I was really good into <laughs> Carrie Condon. I think she was so she was just such a good it was such a great performance. Yeah. And it's so unfortunate that it got like it really got pushed aside. And I think even in voting, there was probably a lot of people that voted for Jamie, Jamie Lee Kurt or, or Angela. Angela Bassett and maybe Stephanie Sue as like a third. I think Hong Chao was out of that contention, but like yeah. Carrie Condon was actually really good. Did you see Hong Chao's interview on James Corden? Yeah. Where, um, I, I think I heard about this. I didn't watch it. Oh, though. so James Corden, she had, she had revealed that Darren Aronofsky, who's the director of The Whale, <laughs> had asked her like, oh, are you nervous? And she was like, yeah, I'm like kind of nervous going into this. And he apparently said to her, he's like, well, don't be, you're not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> and she was just like, oh, ha ha ha. He's like, no, you know, you're not going to win. Right. <laughs> like, that's how he said That's that. fair. Yeah. And I think you have to have that self-awareness yeah. because like, it, it's crushing disappointment. But also like, ask Austin Butler and Angela Bassett. Oh, Austin Butler. Yeah. I think Austin Butler thought he was winning. Maybe Dune will do something for him. But the thing is, he's a young kid. Yeah. He's, he's got, got a career, a career, uh, career yeah. ahead he's of him. He's got a career maybe. ahead of him. <laughs> I think he does. He's good in Elvis. We have only seen him really great in Elvis. That's we have thing. not seen anything else yet. So I don't want to put all my money on Austin Butler no. being the next I wouldn't either. De Niro. Are people saying that? No, I just picked a <laughs> random person. Oh, okay. No, but there are people who well, I mean, there's teenagers who believe. Like Austin Butler is a great, the greatest performer of his his age. <laughs> Gen Zers, you guys gotta shut up. Like that's just so. Let's wait and see what he does. If Let's he wait can and see what he drop does. the Elvis, and if he can do something. I'd else. like. I'm really curious to see him in another movie. Dune too. But I don't know. Dune is Dune too. You know what I mean? Like it's so <laughs> Electric Dune. Electric It's so Dune. <laughs> but like, I don't know who he's playing in Dune too. I don't know. I also don't know the. Story. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't so know, I don't know what's going to happen. All I know is my boy Denise directing it. Yeah. And this girl Zendaya that people seem to like is in it. <laughs> and Timothy. And Timothy. And Florence Pugh. And Florence Pugh Pugh. Big Ooh. cast, actually. Yeah. But my boy Denise directing it, so it'll get all the time in the world. There you go. But yeah. Yeah. Have to wait a little while before we can start having this conversation again. Speaking of Oscars? Yeah, I mean, this, yeah, yeah that's what sure. this whole yeah. is. <laughs> Speaking of the Oscars, Oscars. <laughs> Mita, what did we watch this week? This week, Nadine, we watched the Academy Award winner for 1970s Best Picture. Best Picture. Patton. Patton. Not, not Paddington. Not Paddington. Not Platoon, <laughs> as I kind of thought this was. Patton. Patton. Would you like to hear the IMDb description? Tell me about it. It is as follows. Mm-hmm. The World War II phase of the career of controversial American general George S. Patton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is that. It is that. <laughs> you know, Mita. Yes. There are movies made for a certain audience. Mm. We are not the audience for we Patton. We are not the audience for Patton. We are not the audience for Patton. 
we are not. This was. This was the hardest movie I've had was, to see in a while. I am so thankful that this was on Disney Plus. Yeah. Because if we had to rent this, and I would have had to rent it three yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legitimately three times. I would have clocked out. I started it <laughs> and then within 10 minutes fell asleep. And then had to go back and start it again. And I was like, it turned into like, this was real work to watch this. Yeah. I had to, I watched it in three sittings because it's two hours and 50 minutes. And like, by the end, I just didn't care. Uh, we had a little bit of, of a break between like a few of our episodes. Yes, because let me, I, I, look, I can tell the people okay, now. there we go. I went on a two-week vacation to the Middle East, actually. Yeah. So Mita and I had to really front load our episodes for In the Heat of the Night, Oliver, and Midnight Cowboy. Yeah. And then we recorded our Oscar feedback the night of. I actually came back the day, day before the Oscars. And so we actually hadn't seen a movie in like three weeks. Three weeks. Like a long time. Three, seen a movie for the podcast. For, I hadn't seen a movie in three weeks. <laughs> you hadn't. I hadn't. I, Mita was watching. <laughs> yeah. But I like we hadn't done a podcast movie in three weeks. No. And in that three weeks though, I really, I was like, oh, I'll just get Patton out of the way. <laughs> like I'll do it. Yeah. So then this week will be easy for yeah. me. I, I could not do yeah. it. I kept starting it. And to be fair to the movie, it's actually quite an interesting start. Like, it starts off with this huge monologue. Which is, it's an incredible sequence. Yes. Yeah. I just could not get into it. Yeah. Anytime. Anytime. And I, we've said, I feel so bad recording this episode because it's something that we just have consistently said throughout all these movies. We are not war movie people. <laughs> no, we're not. But I could not think of an audience, the audience for this. I don't want to racially profile or assume or anything but i could not think of a single movie that was more meant for white men yeah like oh, and just like older, older white, white men. men conservative conservative older, older white, white men. men even at the time yeah. even currently i i cannot think of a single one of my like younger white friends who would be like? Who would be like? Oh, oh yeah, Patton. Patton. Yeah, like, like it's just get her done. Yeah, yeah. I I was just like, this is. I was watching this the whole time, and I was just like, this is not for me. It's a very specific white man, man. one that I don't converse with often. No, one that I'm just I have does not appear in my life yeah. at all. So like, I do have some in my life, but that is because we are related. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm related to some white men yeah. too. But because they're married to Indian women, I feel like they don't get Patton either. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, right? No, the ones I do are, uh, I mean, they're, they're not married into the, they are my family. They just, I, I can totally see them. Liking this? Lo- loving yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, I couldn't get, I could, there was not, and despite that opening 10 minute sequence, mm-hmm. the cinematography spectacular. Yes, like him behind that flag is like pretty wild. It's just like, it's wild. such a set piece. Mm-hmm. And like his performance is amazing. I was just like this. And I knew it right away. I was yes. just like, oh, this is not going to go well. I cannot tell you anything that really happens in this movie. I don't care about war. I can tell you though. Yeah. I do think it is an interesting character piece. Okay. Of Patton himself. It's just when you take someone of this, like, maverick nature. <laughs> I guess yeah. maverick is a terrible word to use yeah. now. But sort of this, like, recluse kind of yeah. in a way. And you put him in a war setting. That, to me, is so dangerous. And I do not want to, like, participate in it. 
I also just, but I found it so hard to like him. Oh, yeah. And I think that's part of the point. But also when you're meant to sympathize with him, I was just like, good. I'm glad you're getting court-martialed. You're a dick. You deserve it. <laughs> you deserve everything coming to you. I do not have sympathy for you. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that was the point. No. I think it at that time, at least in 1970, yeah. I think this is really, because we were talking about how 70 is like considered one of yeah, the yeah, best yeah. sort of decade of film. Yes, yes. But what has come out of it is sort of the bro culture of film or like film. Fil- bro-ness. Film bro-ness, I guess. And this is so exemplary. Exempli- oh, where are the words? <laughs> Sorry, I hit the table. Exemplify. Exemplifies? In- this exemplifies it. Yeah. <laughs> And you know that's really interesting because we talk about bro culture a lot, especially with The Godfathers, mm-hmm. which we recognize as good films, but also recognize that, yo, this is like the epitome of bro movies. Do you know who wrote Batten? I do. <laughs> <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola, Coppola, the bro of the, the bro mall. of the bro. The bro father. The bro father. <laughs> and I find that fascinating. Yeah. I Yes. Yeah. I mean, it makes total sense. As I was watching it. This is okay. First, this is also three. Two hours and fifty-five minutes. This is three hours long. Yeah. Um. But as I was watching it, I was like, "This is so drawn out." There's like at least like oh my god, at least yes. forty-five minutes that could have been chopped like an off. hour. Me thought this didn't need to be longer than two hours. And I was thinking about it. I was like, "Oh, that's so Francis, Francis Ford Coppola, Ford, yeah. though." And then I was like, "You know what's really odd is that he does have these movies that are hours, hours long." Yeah. And then Sophia, on the other hand, one hour, 30 minutes, every single movie. Every single movie, yeah. She nailed it. She nails it. (laughs) But that's her thing. And her father's... She's learning from her father's mistakes. Or, but like also, Sophia focuses a lot on, and I understand she's a woman, but she focuses a a lot on women and women characters and female relationships. He's a man and he focuses, but it's not, he's not focusing on men. It's the bro. Yeah. Like his movies are very bro-y. It's the bro of it all. Oh, Francis. Oh, Francis. He has a movie coming out soon. Yeah, Megapolis. I'm, I am interested to oh, see absolutely. it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because it's been so many years. Yeah, and it's but got a great cast. Part of me is just like, am I actually gonna, am I, I'm gonna go see it because it's Francis Ford Coppola yeah. and it's been so long, but I don't actually think I'll probably enjoy it. Because the more we go back to his things, I think like his films do have a lasting nature on cinema mm. and like they've obviously brought something to the culture, but they're not necessarily the movies for me. They're not going to win my vote. But I culture. can say that like, I get The Godfather. Yes. I don't agree with certain aspects of The Godfather and what it's become and how we put it on a, like, pedestal. a pedestal and all of that. I think it's very flawed and all of that, but I get The Godfather. And I could get if someone's like, my favorite movie's The Godfather. I'd yes. be like, okay. And I get the conversation. Conversation? I, the conversation, the yes. Conversation. The conversation is very different, though, and that doesn't feel Francis. No. Because it's so intimate and small, and that feels and like short. that's a movie about a man. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It's not a movie about a bro. That's a movie about a man. It's about a man, and yeah. it's about a man's you know personal journey and his character arc and the things he goes through and all of that. That feels... I actually always forget that he does the conversation because it's so not it's, Francis. To me, that's the best of his movies yes, that I have Yes, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I think that's the one that like sticks out the most, but I always forget because when you say Francis Ford, it's the Godfather. And like Apocalypse. Apocalypse, apocalypse now, <laughs> I yeah. I can't talk today, oh boy. Yeah, <laughs> what are we doing with the podcast? <laughs> no, Apocalypse Now is another one, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Wow, that's a really bro-y film. He, he is the bro father. He's the bro father. Wow. Yeah. What a world to cultivate for yourself. 
<laughs> but I don't think knowingly. I don't think that's the intent. No, I don't think he went into it thinking, like, I want men to feel great about themselves. Yeah. And also, like, <laughs> and I also don't want women to play large parts in any of any these of, films. Any of my movies. Which... I, I, this one, I get it, though. Where are you going to put a woman? Well, sure. at this point, though, with his movies, I don't know... Where women stand. That's why I'm really interested to see this new one because it does Plaza, have Audrey Plaza in it. Yeah. And I want to see if they actually give her something or is this movie just like a love story to Adam Driver? Which it might be. Which we don't need anymore. Is he just like, if she is, she just dying Keatoning? Oh, I hope not. You know? I hope Frances has learned something. Or is she Sofia coppola Well, I hope she falls to her death in a funny Dad. What a sequence. How do you direct your own daughter that terribly? I don't know. I think he was just really... He had to get it done. <laughs> I think yeah. he had to get the it, movie done. It felt like that. And Winona let him down. Winona really let him down. Yeah. Oh, he also did Dracula. I've never seen Bram Stoker's I've only seen... I've, only, I've never been able to finish it. Oh. <laughs> what does that say about a movie? <laughs> yeah, it's true. But I will give Bram Stoker's Dracula, like, it's such a... It's it's an attempt, mm-hmm. you know, and you got to give him. But that's also, in a weird way, also broy. Yeah, like there is a, there is a level of like lust and male male gaze and like all of that. Okay. Like weaved into it, so into I don't know. It. I don't know. This was just not. This was just not for me. But I did find it being there and it winning very interesting. Interesting that it is about a real person too. Yes. Yes. I did. I don't remember when Patton died. Late, like, like by the time this came out. I think so. That's like because that was the other thing I was thinking. Like if he could have. Oh, he died in forty five. So like very recent then. This came out in seventy. Sorry, recent as in like close to like actually the war. The war like, actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Twenty five years. Yeah. It's wild that it's a real person. It's wild that it's a real movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I It's wild that it's a real movie, but also, like, I was reading... I was trying to understand, like, where this came from. And I think the insight is really interesting as to, like, what won. Because some of the reviews are very glowing. And mm-hmm. one of them I was just reading was, like, you know, there hadn't been an all-American war epic like this ever. And I was just like, that's a very interesting. That is an interesting tell. And what I have did notice with this too is that this was so much more grittier than the war movies that we have seen in terms of like the language and that, like, like his personification itself. Yes. Like it was it was definitely grittier. Yeah. And the other thing that I found really interesting was that this came out in the 70s, right in the middle of the Vietnam War. Yeah. And someone pointed out that like the Vietnam War was so messy. A war that no one knew what they were fighting what, what for. What they were fighting for and like America wasn't doing well in it. So here comes in this movie that tries to hero, like make America a hero and make like here's an American hero and all of that. So I was like, those are two very interesting things. I think it's such a dangerous thing. It's it's inadvertent propaganda. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. And it's, like, gross. <laughs> it is, absolutely. But then it tied into something else I read. I follow yes. this website, Awards Daily, and... <laughs> is that your homepage? Huh? I follow it I religiously. Like Awards Daily is your homepage. Especially during Oscar season. Yes. But she, wrote a, she writes an article, uh, like, post-Oscar season to be like... You know, what it was and, like, what we gleaned and, like, especially when there are, like, big upsets and things like that. Yeah. But this year she wrote, Everything Everywhere All at Once wasn't the right movie. It was the right movie for right now. And I thought that was so interesting. That'll be interesting to look at. 
Yes. Yeah. Because even think of everything, everything, everywhere, all at once. Even the year Parasite won, it would have had no shot of even being nominated. No, it wouldn't have. No. That's why I was such a champion for yeah. it this year. It's like, it's a summer blockbuster. Yeah. It's a movie about like an Asian family. Yeah. It's a super, it's like multi-universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's all those things. But it's also, this is a weird year because we're coming out of the pandemic. Yeah. And like people are seeing movies, but they also aren't. Yeah. And so there is this sort of mix of like the high culture yeah. and the low culture. But the only reason, not the only reason, but the reason it it, it got to where it was was largely because of the time and the place. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such an interesting thing to think of. And this made me really think of it. The time and the place. The time and the place of it. Yeah. That Like there's a reason. And that's what the Oscars are. And we like to put the sense of timeliness and being classics and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's always the case. No. But I actually kind of appreciate them more. Like I think in 20 years, if I think back to everything everywhere all at once and like where does it fall in line with the rest of the movies or even just looking at it in the 20 years before it. I think it's really special that we have something that made such a impact on us as viewers. Yeah. I think Brokeback could have had that if it yeah. had won. Like, it was something so different to well, what we'd seen. Brokeback was meant to, to do, do that. that. That was yeah, the whole function. That was the intention, yeah. yeah. And then Crash came and ruined it all. Oh, boy. <laughs> next year. Yeah, no, yeah. next year or late this year. Yeah, I guess by New Year, I think. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it might be the one we watched right before. I think, yeah, I think Brokeback is a great example. But I think even things like Roma, for instance, being beaten by, like, Green Book. Mm-hmm. Coda, even last year, being beaten, like, beating Power out of Power of the Dog. Like, yeah. you have, there is this sense of, like, what's going to win in the moment. And where serendipity plays, I think, a larger part than the quality of the film. film? Mm. And that is, I think, fascinating. And might explain a lot more why things... When we're like, why did this why win? Why did this win, yeah. It's like there's something about the time. that The moviegoers just... feeling of that yeah. time, yeah. And that review I read where it said that like we had never seen a movie like this, I was just like, that's interesting because I feel like I've seen so much of this. Yeah. But that's all because it came after this. Like, can you think of anything that we've seen before this that had this? That is this, that similar yeah, kind of... Tone. This is very jarring in a lot of ways. It's very American. Yes. Yeah. And it's the fa- I guess that's what's jarring to me yeah. is the American... The American... Americana of it all. The Americana of it. No, because like even something like... Why am I forgetting the name of it right now? <laughs> the romantic one when they're in Hawaii on the boat. Why am I forgetting names? <laughs> the romantic one when they're in Hawaii. From here to eternity? Yes. Yes. Pearl Harbor? <laughs> no, before. But you mean the one about Pearl Harbor? Yes. From here to eternity. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. from here to yeah. Yes. Even like from here to eternity is not. Oh, because it's not about the war. This. No, it's, it's not about, about something else. It's so yeah. about the people. Yeah. I, I didn't realize it was about Pearl Harbor. <laughs> That's the whole thing. <laughs> no, this is really, it's its a, its, its own. We've yeah. watched so many war movies up to now, yeah. I feel like. But like nothing like this one. Nothing quite so overtly propaganda So Yes. Yeah. It's really in your face. That's kind of what American culture is, right? And I don't want it in my face. It's in that's that I find really interesting. Yeah. Because I don't like again, I feel like we've seen this and like it's interesting because Disney Plus then recommended to me Pearl Harbor. Like right <laughs> after and I was just like that makes complete sense. Because like, you have yeah, and that like face, that yeah. like and that's such an American 
war movie yeah. as well. Like it's like there's there's so much of that. But at the time, if you think about it, in the seventies, this is the first thing to do that. Yeah, this might feel special. This might feel exciting. Yeah, it's kind of the trigger for what's to come. It's trigger for what's to come. If you're in the middle of a war that no one knows what is going on and America's not doing well in it, mm-hmm. suddenly you've given... You're people, empowered again. You're empowered again and you feel powerful and blah, blah, blah. Like So I actually understand why this won, despite not necessarily thinking it should win, mm-hmm. but... But also interesting to look at in terms of like what America's political climate is like today. Yeah. When you do actually have leaders that kind of run the same way that Patton does. So if you look, you're talking about like. We know who I'm talking about. If you're talking about Donald Trump in those years, what were the movies that won then? And one of the movies that won during his reign was Parasite. We wanted something different. We needed something different. So why? I think... Do you think Parasite was the Academy's way of rejecting Donald Trump? Or was Parasite just so good it was hard to ignore? I think that it's really interesting to think about something like the 70s, yeah. where you are coming off of like 50s and 60s, where America is very... I don't know if it felt maybe as divided as it does currently. And so I think people would race, rally around something like this. But racism didn't exist then. <laughs> But I think Americans would rally around a movie like this because yeah. it is about war and they love their country and yes. they want to stand by their country. But when you look at, you know, in 2016, you have a nation that is so divided on every single issue. They can't agree on anything that people are looking away from politics. They're looking away from war when they're t- thinking about what is the best picture? What is going to entertain us? They want something that is an actual escape and not a celebration of what they are. So I just want to point out the movies that won in the years that Donald yeah. Trump was president. Because he won in 2016, which means it was the 2017 Oscars. Would have been his first one. Because he won November 2016. And yeah, that so the 27th, but like, yeah. They were voting I mean, That was for during the election yeah. year, yeah. So The Shape of Water. An escape. <laughs> Rainbow. An escape. <laughs> <laughs> or... A movie that was trying to... To say something, but not the right movie to say it. Yes, exactly. Where you do have a movie in that year that's also nominated that is saying the right the way right to say way, it. The right way, yeah. Actually... Black been watch it. <laughs> yeah. Or, or I mean, Roma, which is actually yes. about like different people. I know you don't love Roma the way I do, but like... I have to rewatch it. Yeah. It's a lot of movie. Yeah. And then you have Parasite, and then you have Nomadland. Yeah. That's actually very telling. I actually... There's like a story there in those four films. I am a lot more proud of America or the voting of the Academy Awards within the later years than it is in like the 70s. Well, let's take a look at what else was nominated in the patent year. Oh, yes, in the patent year. We have Airport. (laughs) A comedy. A comedy, yeah. We have Airport. We have Five Easy Pieces. Never heard of Never it. Never heard of it. Is it about Reese's Pieces? <laughs> we have Love Story. Escape. Escape. And then we have MASH. Also a war film. War film. Um, but a more progressive war film. Yes. Something that leans mm, a little bit more to the left. Definitely not as right. No. This is very right. Yes. This president in 70. Nixon. Yeah. No. Republican. <laughs> yeah, 69 to 74 Republican. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. 
Yeah. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean that just because a Republican president is based, especially because, like, next to you have the French Connection and then you have the Godfather. And the year before, you had Midnight Cowboy. But I think America hasn't grown out of their Americana yet. Like, in by the end of the 70s, you're going to see hippies. You're going to see, like... <laughs> I almost said free drugs. <laughs> but you thought... Like, love and peace and, like... But I will say, towards the end of the 70s and into the 80s is where you start to get the homogenization of the best picture. Where you start to get shit like ordinary, ordinary people. people. <laughs> yeah, and beating like chariots out, of fire. Chariots of fire and like terms of endearment. Yeah. Like you start to get this like bland best picture. Mm-hmm. It's actually like you look at the 80s especially is just flat out of Africa, Platoon, The Last Emperor. Like you, there's a lot of banality here Mm. so interesting i'm i actually am proud of the way that it's changed though for now absolutely yeah Yeah. like Like if you think about okay like 1970 Patton, and you think of 2023 or 2022 everything everywhere all at once but even in 2017 or 2018 it was green book so it's not like it's not perfect no it's not perfect (laughs) i'm just saying that like there yes. is growth. You got you got Green Book and then you suddenly got Parasite. Yeah. And then the pandemic happened and I think Nomadland was really people it was the existential crisis the world was facing yeah. essentially and that's what Nomadland is. This is what shit. Is. This, is, <laughs> this is what yeah, we're exactly. in for, guys. I cannot explain Coda. I think Coda is is really people just reaching for like wanting something, something pleasant. Nice, pleasant. Yeah. yeah. It was like heartwarming. Yeah, I think that's Power what they... Power of the they... Dog was not heartwarming. No, and it's a stronger film. It's a much stronger yeah. film. Yeah. <laughs> such is so much better. But I don't think people were vibing for that, if I have to say it in such a nonchalant way. No, they weren't. But Belfast was good too. Belfast was also feel good. And about a tumultuous time that was feel good. Like, if you're going to ask me to choose between Coda and Belfast, I'm going to choose Belfast. Belfast, yeah. But... I don't, I mean, I don't, again, we don't know who the Academy is. There's so many of There's them. There's so many of them. Like, yeah. who are watching these movies? Is it, like, your mom yeah. <laughs> who would watch well, a I, Lifetime movie like Koda? Yeah. 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 There's, there's a big age gap. I also am curious to know, when we look back on everything everywhere all at once in 20 years, let's say, mm-hmm. because, I mean, the 70s is still, like, 50 years ago. Yeah. So when we look wow. back on, <laughs> exactly, when we look back on this in our 70s and 80s, are we going to have the same feeling about everything? Everywhere Probably not. You don't think so? No, I think we will change. So what do you think the feeling will go to? Just talk I don't know. Head. Well, I mean, that's the thing, though. I don't know because I don't know what's to come. I don't know what is what is going to change in cinema. Yeah. What is going to change in the world? What? How are my taste preferences going to change? Yeah. Like, if you showed me this movie when I was in high school, I bet you I would have watched it because some guy told me to watch yeah. it. And I probably would have been like, oh, yeah, it's, like, cool. Yeah. Or I would have just agreed upon the fact that it's a great film because it's an Oscar award-winning yeah. film. But, like, now I'm watching it in my 30s and I'm like, this is not for me. It's this not is for not me. my cup of tea. So now we both said it's not for me. Can you see any- Why? Well, you see why. Yes. But can you see any strengths in it? Uh, again, the character story yeah. of George Patton. Like, it is a yeah. very interesting person to follow because yeah. he is so unlikable. Can, can I ask a question before I forget it? Yeah. Were his teeth meant to be that <laughs> Like, is that George C. Scott? I think that's how Patton was. Okay. Yeah. You think that's makeup? 
Yeah. Okay. Why do we think that's what his real teeth? I don't know. I couldn't. Uh, I had no idea. I'm like, are, because he also smiles full full mouth so much. I just assumed that it was like for character work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I was watching it and. He's really hard to watch, but I have to ask myself, like, am I finding him hard to watch because he's a man? Like, could I stand a female character like this? I mean, isn't Lydia Tarr kind of like yeah. that? Yeah. And, like, I don't mind Lydia Tarr. Lydia Tarr is insufferable. Yeah. And you kind of, you don't relish in her fall from grace, yeah. but you kind of are like, you, you had this part, you that. deserve you this. You did some shitty things. You did some shitty things, and you were full of yourself, and now it's kind of, it's like, coming it's, back to it's your coming face. back to you. So... I did feel the same way in many ways. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't... I didn't feel sympathy for... I actually felt less sympathy for Lydia, I think. In many ways. I did feel bad for her maybe towards the end where I was just like, oh, this is a real fall from grace for her. Yeah. But, like, he had a pretty big fall from grace, too. That's an interesting question, actually. Yeah. It's like, do... Because that's my own bias. I'm a woman, so obviously I am going to always, like, be more agreeable towards yeah, yeah, a yeah. female character. But, like, I wonder if... I could stand this person a little bit more if they were a woman. And then watching it, listening to the soundtrack and also watching it, I was like, is this Selena? Uh, I almost called her Selena Kyle. Selena from Veep? The yeah. music in this, is this not the back? It's very Veep similar. Uses yeah. It, right? So something else uses this too, but I think it's, it's similar. Veep. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But I was like, Selena, Myers. Without, if we, Myers, thank you. Yeah. If we took away the comedy in Veep. Is this Selena? Is yeah. this Selena? Yeah. It is. It's very <laughs> yeah. similar, yeah. Yeah. It's, and I just find her, I hate her so much, yeah. but I say it with the biggest smile yeah, on yeah, my yeah. face. Because she epitomizes everything that's wrong. With politics, With politics. Yeah. And is this just the opening eye to everything that's wrong? But I think politics. the difference is, is that Veep is satire. Yes. This is earnest. This is trying to show you, like, yes. You're meant... let's look at this great general yes. of our American history. Yes. who was flawed but did great things. Things, yeah. Whereas Selena's like, look at this bitch, she's crazy. She's flawed. <laughs> <laughs> she's a crazy bitch, and she's, let's laugh she's at She's going to be the first president. <laughs> first yeah, woman first president. president. She wasn't. Do you have sequel people ideas? Um, No. <laughs> War ones are always like, no, because yeah. like it's about the war. Like yeah. I don't want there to be yeah, a, a sequel, or, sequel a prequel. or a prequel. And I don't really care to learn more about this person in particular. I, yeah. think, I think, honestly, like this is George S. Patton's life. Yeah. I don't think there was probably anything outside of war that, that was interesting yes, exactly. about him. And the movie doesn't really explore that. Well, also, like, what were her his personal relationships? Right? Like, what, like who, what, is he does, married? Is he married? Did yeah. he date a chick? Like... Was he gay? gay? Yeah, exactly. Like, we don't know those. Things. I got, I got a gay vibe. Did you? Yeah. Oh, but that could be because he's so right. He's also very conservative, very obviously he's probably Republican. Like just shunning it maybe away. Maybe shunning it away. That's kind of. But maybe that's. I don't think you're meant to think sexual thoughts about Patton. Like you're not meant to sexualize. <laughs> you're not meant to sexualize him. So it doesn't. It's irrelevant. That's what the sequel is about. <laughs> Patton's. Patton after There night. is a sequel. Did you know this? Oh, what is it? It's titled? about the last days, the last days of Patton or something. Oh, and George C. Scott stars in it. And does he die? Yeah. Oh. It's about like right what happens before he dies, which is very close to to what that where the movie where ends. the movie ends. Yeah. I did hear something, but I didn't have time to look into it that he might have been assassinated, oh. or that there was like some speculation around his actual death of like how he died. Yeah. Yeah. Which would be kind of interesting kind of to interesting. explore. Yeah. Yeah. I'm That's just going to check my notes. Do I have anything else I wanted to say? Sure. 
Oh, I wrote, does America need more patents? No, that's that was my answer. <laughs> Do you think there will be more movies like this, though, in the future? Like, from going like, forward? The, I think we talked about this before, but the last, like, really, like, political movie I can think of is Dick. Not Dick, sorry. Vice. Vice, Vice, yeah. <laughs> is Vice, and Vice did not go over well no, with I the didn't. people. Because, like, there's parts of Vice which I think are really cool and interesting, and, like, what a interesting way to approach this subject but it's also just it's it felt like too much watching it and it felt too close to home it's also so boring yeah but it's not a it's not an entertaining film but i feel so bad because he worked so hard (laughs) who christian (laughs) christian did and so did adam mckay yeah but sometimes it doesn't work it just didn't fly i think people wanted it also to be the big short that's i was just going to say that not everything can be the big short and like the Big Short was fresh. Yeah. And this felt like you were just trying to redo what you did with The Big Short. Yeah. That sequence of Margot Robbie in the bathtub and her trying to explain. I don't even remember what she was trying to explain, but I remember watching that and being like, this is, is genius. It's so smart. Such smart writing. Yeah. But yeah, not yeah. everything can do that. And I don't think, and I think at the other, at the same time, like I think Patton is very earnest. He's a right-wing Republican general who was controversial and kind of a dick, but let's celebrate him, full yeah. stop, period. I don't think we'll ever see a movie that is this earnest again without criticism. Mm. Because like somebody could technically do this with yep. Donald Trump, mm. but you could not sell that as, a, as an earnest film. No, you will all, in that case, like the movie, person who makes the Donald Trump movie, because it's going to happen. Yeah. We're going to have to see a softer side of Donald at some point. We're going to look at his like family history. His family history and, and what might have led, yeah, what might have led to Patton this. Patton doesn't do that, which is actually kind of the Refreshing. most enjoyable part yeah. of it. It's just like, nope, here's a guy who's really intense about war. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't need to and know. That's something we've talked about before that like that notion, like you just letting things kind of just be. Yeah. Because it doesn't also feel forced. It just feels like the intention is to, you know, epitomize this man and tell yeah. his story and... But That's I also it. think we know those men, like the Archie Bunkers of the world, of like these yeah. conservative men who just believe in their beliefs at all costs and won't budge. <laughs> no, for sure. But yeah. like if Patton's going to be made into the future, we're going to see Patton growing up. And we're going <laughs> to see Patton's dad and how he wasn't, and he didn't love him. And like, you know what I mean? Like, we're totally going to see all that crap. And then we'll learn Patton's dad did really love, love him. him. He was just, just busy. Really, yeah, he's just busy or he's just emotionally unavailable. And yeah. that's why Patton became emotionally or unavailable. Or Patton's dad was really gay. Yeah, exactly. And one time he saw him having sex with another man. Or like, <laughs> just whatever. That's But that's exactly what the future of movies is. And that's kind of really annoying. It's gross. It's gross <laughs> that like, we can't just let things be we can't just let things be like forget about Patton but even like the other way leftist people like you just just let we not everything needs to be explained and like in depth and all of that but also let people have their own emotional connections to something like somebody might watch this and be like Patton and kind of look back on themselves and yeah realize that is exactly. why I am the way yeah. I am but you have to let people explore that themselves. and I kind of like this isn't for me and I think I'm the type of person who would like the movie about like oh, let's find out about Patton let's do this yeah. let's do that but I'm like no I kind of like that they didn't feel the need to do that with he this. is who he is he is who he is and like that's that full stop period yeah okay Mita. okay reading back in back in back in by yeah okay <laughs> oh. a movie that i tried to watch five times <laughs> unsuccessfully yeah. i finally got my way through it and okay. i was really proud of myself at the you, end yeah. i think there is something to like just 
for you and I to give each other kudos. Like, yeah. we did watch this. Yeah. Because it was really hard to get <laughs> through. It is it is a movie about a general during yeah. the war yeah. who is, you know, very combative. He has his beliefs and stands by them. He also believes in karma, which is really weird. I will say that that stuff really pissed me off. Yeah. All the, like, history and him quoting poetry and things like that. It was, like, it was an attempt at making him more well-rounded. And like, I was just I, like, I don't need to see this. Yeah, they tried to make Patton the everyman. Yes. And I don't think Patton was the everyman. I don't think he no was. No one's buying like, that. No. It's kind of, like, bullshit. Yeah. But I can see people in 1970 believing it. And I can see the bros... Especially being like, well, Patton was a poet too. Yeah. And like, he wasn't all right when like, yeah. I can see the arguments happening. And as much as I hate bro culture, yeah. I do like that we have it yeah. in the vernacular. You know, like I, yeah. I like having those discussions with the bros yeah. and like just trying to understand their point of yeah. view and why they A bro point something. of view? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I think... If we agreed on everything, this would not be interesting. No, for sure. And life wouldn't be interesting. Exactly. Yeah. So if everybody agreed on everything, it would be boring. And so watching Patton while it was very hard for me and like I feel like I suffered yeah. through three hours, I am appreciative that there this movie is for somebody. Yeah. And it was relevant in this time yeah. and that it did win Best Picture in this time. But when I am writing this movie, I'm going with my full heart of two stars <laughs> because it is a long movie about a war general yeah. who I have no emotional connection yeah. to whatsoever. Yeah. I have, I typically with, when it's like based on a true story, I'm going to go look up the person yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. I had no, no interest, interest yeah. in doing that. Yeah. I was just like, okay, cool. Watched it. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> like, thank God. But... Yeah, I'm I'm landing on two with Patton. Yeah. Okay. Patton there. Patton. Yeah. <laughs> I feel very similar in uh -huh. many, many aspects. I this was a hard watch. Yeah. It just was not I could not get into it. I and by the end I flat out didn't care. And I think the other thing is I have no interest in like war or war strategy or like anything. And the only thing I could think of while watching all those war scenes was just like, what is the point of this? Yeah. Like I couldn't understand. I get we're trying to literally take ground is what the point of war is. Mm -hmm. But in my head, I was just like, but for what purpose? Like what was the goal ultimately of all of this? I couldn't really wrap my head around that. And maybe that's me in this day and age, understanding the futility of war and all of that. And like, well, it's just to, Kill Nazis. But that's all it was, <laughs> it was right? Yeah. That, that was the whole point. But like, it just felt, you know, we watched something like All Quiet on the Western Front and we're meant to see the futility of war in terms yeah. of like ca casualties and things like that and the effects that war has on people. But then I watched something like this and I'm just like, this just feels like risk. Mm -hmm. Like it literally just feels like you're just moving like things like... Which is a board game I don't like. Yeah, yeah. it just feels very, it just felt, I, I don't know, I, 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 it was not for me. Yeah. And I can see there's an audience for this. I'm just not it. And yeah. I never will be. And that's okay. Not everything is made for me. But because I'm watching these movies, and I'm going to have to respond. Did it deserve Best Picture, though, Mitha? It's tough, right? It's tough to say because... I will say, it, this is better than Love Story. Yes. I guess <laughs> I'll give it that. Yeah. I know. I've never seen MASH. I've never seen MASH either. But I know they made it into a TV show, I so... <laughs> yeah. What it's does a big that deal. say? Yeah. Yeah.
But I will say this is better than Love Story, which I have seen and I think is cheesy beyond words. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's just Pat. It just is. It just is. And it was, it was a slog to get through. But I will say it's not without its, its moments. The mm-hmm. cinematography is amazing. The George C. Scott is quite excellent in this. Yeah. You know, that that score is very riveting. Like, yeah. it is very tense. It does feel really nice. And that's kind of it. I don't really have anything. I don't... But the other thing is, at the same time, I actually don't have much bad to say about it. It's not that it was, like, the worst movie yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, it's just, I'm not the it's person not for, for it. not for Yeah, no. um, we're not the people for this, and I think that's okay. And that's also why I'm landing on two stars. Look at us. Yeah. Do 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 do. That's it. That's Patton. Do Leslie. Do Leslie. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have much else to say about that. Yeah, neither do I. We did have a very riveting conversation, actually, about that. I think there's, like, interesting things things, there, but the interesting things aren't in the The movie movie. itself, and more of, like, what's come since this movie has... Yes, exactly. I agree. Okay. Things get interesting next week. Yeah. Before that. Game week. Uh, Nadine, yes. last week you had me connect the movie Elvis yes. with the movie Puss in, Puss in Boots 2, The Last Wish. There we go. A movie I have seen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so cute. And now the Oscars are over, so we're not... I know. We're not so we're just going Oscars movies random movies Oscars now. Movies. No, we're not. So, Nadine, your challenge, if you will, mm-hmm. is to connect Puss in Boots 2, The Last Wish, to a movie I don't believe you've ever seen. Okay. Friday. Oh. Yeah, I made it real tricky this time. Do you even know what Friday is? Is it LL Cool J? No, but you're in the right realm of... Is it Ice-T? No, but you're in the right realm. So who is it? (laughs) Ice Cube. Ice Cube! (laughs) Oh, man, I'm not going to get this. Just, you know, just... Try. I'm trying. I can't. I'm trying to even think of an Ice Cube movie. There definitely is one more recently. An Ice Cube movie. Yeah, I haven't even started the timer yet. (laughs) Should I start it? Like more recently, within the last, uh, (laughs) definitely in the 2010s. Was okay, Vita. Okay, I'm starting. I think I can think of one thing. Okay. So Puss in Boots two stars Selma Hayek. Yeah. Who was in an episode of Thirty Rock? Okay. And so was Ice Cube. Was he? Yeah, oh. I think so. I mean, that doesn't count because they're not in the same episode. Oh, Mita! <laughs> I'll let you do it, but I had a very specific way of doing it. Let me first see. Sure, you can look up Ice Cube. And maybe you'll see where I'm going. I think it's in his known for. Okay, it's not. It's not. He's not the one in 30 Rock. Sorry. No. That was LL Cool J. That was LL Cool J. <laughs> My deepest apologies. <laughs> To ladies love cool James. Yeah. Oh damn, it's not even in his known for? Shit. I feel like this is very <laughs> specific. Oh, he was a right oh no, wait, that's a songwriter. Okay. It said writer for it's Euphoria. Euphoria, yeah. <laughs> I got what? <laughs> We're straight up looking up on IMDb. I We're honestly need that. I, I, I can't. You? you have to tell me. Yeah. Okay, so Puss in Boots 2, The Last Wish, stars one Salma Hayek. Who is in um, Magic Mike, The Last Dance yeah. with Channing Tatum. Oh my god, he's in XXX with Deepika. Yeah, that's a, so that's a different way. Yeah. But um, Channing Tatum is in 22 Jump Street oh my with god, Ice Mita. Cube, who is in Friday. 
I was like, I wonder if he could get there. I was not gonna get there. Wow. <laughs> Thanks. That was a, don't, well, I have to do it next week. Yeah, you so do. There you go. Ugh. That was fun. Fine. <laughs> Wait, then what are we watching next week? I don't even remember. You don't? No. Next week we're watching The French Connection. Oh, a movie yes. I've never seen. Oh, I'm excited for you to Is see it. Is it French? <laughs> no, you're gonna watch it. And I, you're just gonna watch it. Okay. And it's less than two hours. Oh, thank God. <laughs> and it's it's a lot of things I think you're going to like hate no like oh yeah. <laughs> you went like and then I thought you were going to add another word no I thought you were valley girl I'm looking forward to it okay I like the French connection but that's next week oui oui Mita do you have the parting words I do Nadine remember your worst enemy is your own big mouth yeah. it was true he had a big mouth Thank you so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and... Rate and review. And we will see you next week for The French Connection. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Have a lovely week. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by no one. You can send us an email at moviestowatchpod at gmail.com, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at moviestowatchpod, and check out our litter box at movies, the number two, watch pod. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon.